0: You have not changed. Like just because somebody slapped a new number on you doesn't mean that like your entire
1: personality is suddenly different, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, again, there's the problem of there aren't many good descriptions,
2: you know? Mm -hmm. You're not gonna accurately type yourself if you're not open to like just destroying some old perspectives and trying something on new. We're trying to invite people to
0: find that inner truth themselves mm-hmm. by by like experiencing what we're yeah. experiencing in their own way
2: the big hormone Enneagram. hi
0: i'm
1: john lukovich uh sexual self-president with five wing. Four five eight Trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, Self press Sexual 9 with 1974
2: Trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven. Sexual self press with eight five four five-four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I
0: am a Self Press Social 3, Wing 4 with a 369 trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the
2: Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome back to Big Hormone Enneagram. Today, we've got a special episode. I'm here with David and Joseph, the three of us who make up uh, the Enneagrammer team and if you're not aware of what anygrammar is go to anygrammar.com today we're talking about typing we want to talk about typing because it's a very popular topic and we've mentioned you know how much mistyping is a big issue in an anygram world and this is where everyone starts and so we want to do an episode about typing to give people some of our thoughts and things we picked up along the way around self typing how to validate a typing and also Eventually, most people start to get interested in how to type other people and type celebrities and things like that. Part of the reason we're doing this is because recently, Joseph and us started something. Joseph, do you want to talk about this, the the typing series?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So, you know, uh, really one of the best ways that I learned how to type and that I think we learned how to type other people um, is to kind of do it in an experiential way. You know, Mm -hmm. kind of watching people do these sort of subliminal things in real time and then understanding how all those things combine together to make the essence of a type or a fix or an instinct. And that's really the best way, not only to type other people, but really to understand what the types even are. As much as written descriptions can be helpful, really this kind of experiential way is the best. So uh, we have started making um, kind of live video typings of, you know, celebrities and public figures. Um, on our YouTube channel, uh, Enneagram or Typing. And uh, yeah, we're going to be continuing those and they've been really great so far.
2: Most of you who've been listening to the podcast know I got into the Enneagram over 10 years ago, basically hooked in by typing, which I thought was kind of like the most incredible thing ever that you could observe people and see their type dynamics play out in real time. And so this has been the door with which I learned the Enneagram. And I'm not, I know this is not going to work for everyone, but I know some of you learn experientially, and so this is going to be of huge interest to you to figure out how can I, one, you know, use typing to understand the Enneagram and, and accurately type myself and accurately type people in my life and how can I uh, build up the skill of typing? And so, so today, yeah, let's uh, just uh, get into it and maybe we can start out by talking about maybe our, our own experiences with self-typing.
0: David, I've never heard your experience.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, uh, my
2: experience—it's a mystery. Of, <laughs> it's
1: like yeah, it like just came out of the ground. Yeah, it did, like a tree. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to our the drummer in our band back when I was in my early twenties. Girl who uh, was into the enneagram but into Jungian psychology and stuff. Uh, we were talking about numerology, and <clears throat> I was talking about how the number four. Was like popping up all over the place. Of course, typical, uh, right? Uh, uh, magical experiences with a certain number were popping up everywhere for me. And so that was the lure for me. And uh, she started talking about the Enneagram and gave me a book on it. And I just assumed that kind of what she was saying, she's a four with her, four of the five wing herself. And I assumed the message was, uh, that you that I might be a four so I read that and you know there was a little bit of stuff in there that was familiar and possibly me but when I got to the nine chapter it was like you know it rang all the bells right away and so I knew I was nine and then I got really into the system you know I had been into astrology which is you know somewhat of a typology since I was a kid and uh just devoured all the books that were out at that time I mean that was I guess the '80s. So I think the first Riso book was out then, and that one was really became the go-to source to me. Um, so yeah, that was my experience. I started off in Myers
0: Briggs, cognitive functions. Uh, I'm still interested in it. Um, and then I just yeah started reading about the Enneagram. I, I yeah the, also I think I read the Reso book. Um, my type was difficult, and I think the main reason is that I don't think that they I mean, I don't think there's even a single good accurate description of type four. And again, I mean, descriptions are so flawed, but um, I don't think that there was a single description out there that didn't largely conflate with like nine and six and just like general kind of attachment flavor. And so it was it was difficult for me. And I think that when I finally did type S4, it was almost just, I don't know, like accidental. Like I was just like, I guess um, it wasn't until you know, uh, maybe even a year or two after I met you guys and we started doing this that I was like, oh, I, I actually, I think this is correct. And I even understand what it is. Um, And just to further that, I don't think that I would have gotten my instinct or, I mean, I definitely would not have gotten my sixth fix had you, uh, Ameka, not been like, you need to look at this. Um, Or I maybe would have gotten it eventually. Uh, but it's one of those things when somebody kind of puts it into your head and it starts kind of crawling around and like infecting and you're just like, Oh, and it's like unlocking doors, but we're really kind of, it's like, we're, our ego is doing this really important work of like not making us see all the scary stuff underneath. So, um, I
2: really did need
0: like my whole typing. I I needed help, um, to kind of see it.
2: Mm -hmm. And just to be clear, I don't think we, we didn't mention this in the intro, but, uh, Joseph type is social sexual forming three, four, six, one. Uh, but my, my experience was, um, I, I think I mistyped as a seven for like six months, six to eight months getting into the Enneagram. I think, you know, the thing that everyone runs into is um, the difficulty between observing yourself and trying to match yourself to typically not great descriptions, uh, which don't really get into the specifics of type structure. And even if you do run into a, a description that's describing a type structure, it's really hard to look at yourself and be able to see beyond your bullshit as to what's actually going on so i did not see myself as an eight i think a lot of eights can tend to have that experience where i don't see myself as a controlling person or you know power you know all those descriptions that they know i don't think externally an eight is gonna uh you're not gonna see your type playing out as if someone is describing it from the outside like it's you don't feel that way about yourself if that's your type i couldn't see it that way and i don't think there was any description that helped me see my type i had to sort of uh get it from the structure of okay i I am a body type i could i could at least see that um but then the rest of my typing took a long time and I, i needed a lot of help and you know i needed people who could mirror certain aspects of myself that i couldn't see i couldn't nail down my my uh, head fix my five fix couldn't see it I had I think Od my best friend you know he was learning the enneagram as I was figuring out and teaching him he was able to mirror that aspect of it and say you know I mean you're definitely a five fixer
1: and which is another
2: thing like sometimes people try to get their family and friends to help them figure out their enneagram type but if those people don't know the types well enough they're not really going to be able to help you so like being able to have other people who are actually knowledgeable enough to offer some um, and know you well enough or observe you enough to offer some good feedback is something that I think all of us have needed at some point or another, regardless of how well you think you know yourself. Like, it's just not possible to be able to see all the parts of yourself on your own.
1: Yeah. And the, the reason to do this uh, sort of experiential approach watching videos and so forth is also that descriptions only go so far. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you have to experience these types as energies coming off of people and people animating these energies to get, to really get what the types are and what they're up to and how to recognize them.
2: And the other thing that blows me away is I, I don't think I, I, this is important to say, because people are, are sometimes blown away that, that someone can even be typed. There's a big controversy in the Enneagram world about typing uh, because a lot of times people end up saying only you can determine what your type is. And if anyone who has any experience with this, it's like that, that is a crock of shit. Like it is extremely difficult. It's the yeah. opposite. It's extremely difficult to do this on your own. Uh, but also that you're the reason you can identify what your type is or anyone's type is, is because you're, Type is a distinct structure and it's leaking out all the time. Like you're, it shapes the perspective of how you do anything. So if you're observing someone uh, in any sort of activity in their life, their career, they're going to be expressing the perspective of their type nonstop. And so if you know what to look for, that's how we you can accurately and consistently determine, you know, what type is at play with somebody. And so that is the foundation or the tenant that makes it possible for anyone or us to be able to type someone correctly is that your type perspectives are playing out nonstop in everything you do and all the decisions you make and why you make those decisions you're kind of like making a case all the time for your type perspective. And so that's why, you know, we are able to type people
1: Plus, since it's the water you're swimming in, you're also projecting it onto everybody and having some underlying unconscious assumptions that everybody's doing the same Mm -hmm. perspective you are to varying degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that, um, you know,
0: these videos that we're making and the more that we talk about typing are going to show people really, like you said, like how entrenched, like, you know, people will say stuff like, you know, if, if the core fear of six is fear itself or whatever, something like that, or truth, and, you know, it's not that that's not true, but like, do you know how hard it is to get getting to your core fear is like getting to the core of the earth. The only thing that you can really do is kind of like sense the heat waves that are coming off of the surface of the earth, or do you know what I mean? So you're kind of like, you're, you're, you're checking these really innocuous things that seem like nothing, but kind of, all together, you realize that like, you can't do anything. You can't say, say, hi, how are you? You can't go to the bathroom without projecting your type. It's just constantly there and everything that you do, um, you know, it's so kind of like in the fiber of your being, your skin, everything. It's not like you're not going to be able to access, like, I don't relate to nine because I'm not f- afraid of separation or whatever. It's, you're never going to be able to just look at the fear of separation and kind of be like,
2: hmm, is that my, that's somehow it works, right? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. I I think no. that's why a lot of times descriptions are useless for people in terms of trying to figure out, you know, what they relate to is because if you yeah. look at like the fear of vulnerability for aid, it's like no one has any conscious experience of that. Like you can't wrap your head around something like that. But what happens is that you've built your your you've made all these unconscious decisions based on this this kernel of something that you're not even aware of. You couldn't even be aware of that it's like, okay, there's in a certain box of certain behaviors and perspectives that you allow yourself to, to to make based on this core thing. So you can't, I can't find fear of vulnerability in myself. You know, I can't find these sort of core uh, eight stuff, but I can find like the downstream stuff. Like, okay, there's a way that I'm unconsciously always looking for leverage from the perspective of my um, sexual instinct. You know, there's a way that I'm, you know, putting myself like from the rejection, uh, type structure. So, you can kind of find the downstream, uh, type distinctions. But you know, people sort of looking at you know the core type descriptions and trying to see. Oh, I don't have a fear of separation. I can't be, or even saying I, I'm uh, like nine's looking at like I'm not a peacemaker and things like that. It's like, well, it's it's not that simple. It's it's never that simple.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say something about um. You know, you mentioned um how people will say stuff like uh, you know. My husband, like, doesn't see me as a three or a nine or whatever it is, right? And so I'm not and and people will trust these people in their lives that know that there's really nothing wrong with that. It, it is um, useful. But two things. One, it's really important. It's not enough for somebody to know you, they have to know the Enneagram, they have to know how to type, because what they say about you will be useful information. But do they understand They don't see you as a three, but what what do they think that three is? And like what is that idea in their head when they look at you and they say that you are or you are not a three, for example? Like it is important what people say to you. Like if like for you know, just talking about unconscious type, I sometimes think I'm being really nice or that I'm just being normal and people will tell me that they're uncomfortable around me or that I was being a bitch or that I'm selfish or just like. Things that I'm honestly like, oh, okay. <laughs> like things that, you know, like just the ways that four wing three come across that I'm not really, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, we call four wing three, all these things like bitchy and prissy and all that. But like, I don't consciously, like, I'm not trying to do, I'm just trying to say we're not conscious of, of these things that, you know, so what people say about us matters, but it's not that they can necessarily just simply type us without understanding how to type.
1: Your type is just happening. You're
0: not deciding it's just happening.
2: Yeah, and, and like what you're saying about uh, family members and friends being able to give us good feedback—not ne- not that they can give you feedback as to what they think your type is, but they can give you just feedback as to how they're receiving you. So if you think right. if mm-hmm. you think you're, you're a nice person or you're warm, and your parent your parents and siblings and friends are, are saying something else that contradicts the way you see yourself, then that's that's probably something that you're missing about yourself. So so something that surprised me is that I have a lot of friends who. Um, not a lot of friends, but I have friends who've told me that uh, I can come across very cold. Like, and I don't necessarily experience myself that way, but that I, I have a lot of distance. Um, and so that's something that I just didn't see. And I, I had to try to like figure out where the hell that was coming from uh, because I feel like I'm really there with people. But at the same time, there is a distance that people feel with me. Uh, And some of my closest friends have been able to mirror that aspect to me. And so as I was learning the Enneagram uh, with my friends and explaining what I was learning about like the different head types and, you know, explaining what five was, it's like, oh, that sounds like you, (laughs) that's, that sounds like what you feel like. And so that, that was helpful. Even though that they may not understand the Enneagram, they were able to mirror certain aspects of me that gave me clues as to help me see things that I didn't, I couldn't see on my own. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, talking about self-typing and how we get our, in our own way. I don't know if you guys have any more thoughts on some of the roadblocks you guys had with your own self-typings and the way people fuck that up. Well, I mean,
1: again, it, it, there's the problem of there aren't many good descriptions, you know. Mm-hmm. And so where do you go to even get a sense of uh, what would be accurate to, you know, to be hanging off of to you know, to contrast or whatever, that's a, that's a difficult one. And and to some degree, you know, the book, the quote unquote book is still being written, you know, the Enneagram is still revealing itself. The Enneagram, in my opinion, and probably Joseph Sinemica's is an organic reality. And so just like You know, I've said before on the pod, you know, it's just like how researchers, doctors are still learning about the human body, anything organic, it's it's going to continue to be revealed. It's not like Chazzo or Naranjo wrote their early stuff and that's all the Enneagram is. They were just starting to see the tip of the iceberg of something that has bigger implications and is uh, slowly coming to the surface.
2: Yeah. So it's gotcha. it's hard. It's really rare to see someone who on their own studied this stuff, try to figure out their own type, and actually landed on their own accurate self typing. It does happen, but it's just really uncommon. It's almost accidental. Like it's yeah, like they just got it right, and it just
0: happens to be right. You know?
2: Yeah. For all the reasons that we've spoken of already, just because you know the material is not that great, uh, and it's really hard to see yourself, and it's just really fucking hard to do this. But in terms of like you know, this is the next stage. Like, let's say you have an idea what you think your type might be, or you ordered a typing from a coach or from our service, you got a typing. Whether or not it's accurate, there is a process that everyone has to go through if you're taking any of this stuff seriously of trying to figure out if the typing that you have is correct. So validating a typing. Um, and we've been, we've been involved with, you know, typing people uh, for many years. And so let's, let's talk about like, what are the, some of the things that we've picked up, uh, that we can share with people in terms of how do you validate a typing? How do you figure out for yourself if a typing that you might think you are, or that you might've received from a coach or you might've received from us is correct or not?
0: You know, the first thing that I would say is it's really important to take personalized like advice like this is why we offer follow-ups because that's really like and to not ever you know how many times is there like a, a really f- sort of famous novel that like you know thousands of people will read and there are thousand and then they make a movie and there are thousands of different perspectives of people that thought the movie was going to be completely different mm-hmm. and it could be the most descriptive book um but people are oh, i thought it was going to go like that and it should have gone like this and i picture this like this and this character and that sound and all this kind of stuff because That's just what an Enneagram description is. Like, do not get stuck reading. I mean, you know, we have descriptions on our website and I think they're great, but they're still just these like written paragraphs that are trying to describe something that David, like you said, is like organic and real. And so when you're trying to validate a typing, um, you know, the written advice that you should take is maybe something that's personalized. Like, you know, somebody was like, I see this in you and this is how it points to something, not some kind of abstract statement about nine or six or whatever. Right.
1: The other thing is, uh, well, this is comes from a person's type itself is reading descriptions and having superego judgments about certain words mm-hmm. and and thing, and that makes you not want to be that type, or you know what I mean, or want to be that type, or just all of that stuff. I mean, those are and those are unconscious processes and and unconscious associations that we have with different words and so Mm -hmm. that's that's the other huge problem of words and the enneagram you know trying to describe something organic that which is somewhat more like an energetic structure almost or yeah
2: yeah yeah Yeah. there's a big social aspect of this that um i guess we've we you know everyone sort of gets uh, caught up in this when they first get into personality because there's a there's an aspect of like this this word or this description is saying something about who I am and certain qualities that I think I might have. And so, you know, a big thing that happens with the reason why people mistype a lot, not just in the enneagram but in any typology, is that people start to ascribe certain traits and qualities to certain types and say like, okay, if you're four, you're creative and emotionally deep. And so, anyone who thinks that they might be those those things immediately latches onto type four. And you know, this happens in MBTI with INFJ and, and just about any other personality system there is. There, there, there is this collective thing that happens where certain qualities are ascribed to uh, certain types. And so that's, that's the initial kind of um, obstacle that I think a lot of people face, that, that there is identification with um, certain types based on the qualities that people might be hoping that, they, uh, uh, that it says about them. So, you know, I think the first step is sort of like looking at type structures as really impartial, neutral manifestations of something that you can, you can, like, for example, with eight, you can have someone like MLK who represents something so good and inspirational to so many people. And then you have someone as terrible as Hitler. And so there's, you know, someone could say, well, I don't relate to Hitler. Uh Yeah. And say, well, I can't be an eight, and, and just to see what the type structure itself is saying. It's like a house. It's like a structure itself. And then who you are, the character is what's inside, you know, who's living in the house. But the structure, a house works a certain way. It has certain rules. And that's all personality is. It's a, it's a certain structure. And I think that's, that's one of the first steps that can help people be able to ab- impartially observe themselves and, and to figure out if the type is correct, is how, what is this type saying about how a human being functions that has nothing to do with the content of that human being? Like the yeah, you know, it's like really important. The, the body center, the head center, the heart center, you know, what is it saying structurally? And if you can kind of just look at it sort of uh, neutrally in that sort of way, then you can start to um, make it less personal and not take your personality personally. Just uh, another one
1: is uh, like, if you can see, for example, that your mother or your sister or brother is a nine uh, and, you're, and you have a perception of yourself as nothing like them, and, or maybe right. you actually are nothing like them, then you're going to think there's no way in hell I could possibly be a nine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are numerous ways you know, to manifest each of these types, and they can be stylized differently because of instinct or trifix and so forth.
0: I don't want to make any blanket statements so this is very much grain of salt but we have said before and I do think it's true that like it is harder to type attachment fixes you know whatever mm-hmm. wherever they are um my mm-hmm. attachment fix was the last thing I could see um it just by virtue of what they are they are adaptation strategies in a sense right um mm-hmm. and when you were talking about qualities you know you should never really talk about an enneagram type as a series of qualities but when we try to kind of package things up, it is sometimes we do that, um, and it's much easier to talk about hexad types as a list of these really specific qualities, and then it's difficult to pin qualities on the attachment types. Not because <laughs> the character, as you said, doesn't have any qualities or personality, but because the structure itself—you know what I mean? Like in a way, the hexad types are—you know, like it's a like you were talking about the the kind of structure. It's almost like a tighter, smaller structure. But again, character—who you really
2: are—it's
0: a—it's a a separate thing. You know, it's not. It doesn't mean that attachment types don't have qualities or structure, but it just—it makes them, I think, a lot harder
2: to kind of self-observe. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing. I think if people can to to get better, accurately seeing types is just remove the qualities that you think those types might have inherently. Like, just because someone's a four does not make them creative. You know, just because. Uh, someone's a five does not make them smart um, or having those fixes. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean those things. These are just neutral type structures, which is almost kind of disappointing because there's a lot of excitement when you get into any yeah. typology because this is kind of like, oh, this is a new way to see myself. And, and I, I might have these right. qualities. And, I, and once you realize that I, I, I experienced this disappointment in terms of killing all of these idealizations that I had as to what these types might mean as I got to know these types intimately, no one's smart because of their type. No one's creative because of their type. No one is, you know, there are ways that eights can be incredibly weak, you know, and really insecure. And the way that I went about learning uh, types, because I didn't learn an Enneagram through descriptions. I am not someone who picks things up that way. I learned, I wanted to learn in a real way. So for me, I'm going to know what eight is by watching eights in real life there's so many things that you can pick up about anything that no one's going to tell you in a book because someone had to observe something and put it in a book so that you could learn it. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that they've seen everything there is to see about that thing. So if you really want to learn something, go watch it yourself and pick up things that maybe no one else has picked up. And so, I mean, of course, I just didn't think that there was uh, any adequate descriptions of what eight was. So I wanted to see what eight was for myself. So that meant that how could I identify what an eight was for myself became an important question. And if I could identify one that I knew in my own life, then I could sort of like start to figure out, okay, these are certain things about this person that stand out specifically about them, about their personality structure, not, not necessarily about them as a character as you know, um, that or life experience, but it has to do with, this is something that has specific to what their type is, which is if, if it was an eight. So I was was taking notes that way. And so I would say, if you can strip away the idealizations and start to, um, if you're an experiential learner and start to watch examples of types and try to f- figure out like what makes this type this type, uh, and maybe be able to observe yourself in that way, and sort of ask that question is like you know how is my type structure showing up. Um, then you might be able to actually catch yourself in the act of doing your type. That includes the
1: negative idealizations too. You know, like if you've got an idea that uh, ones or whatever can't be wild artists or something or nines or, you know, whatever, just have low energy when there's super hyperactive mega achiever nines and stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, which is, is a big reason why we're all motivated to cr- to create content for any grammar and to try to put better info out there. It's kind of shocking how bad the information is. If you're trying to really understand this stuff and trying to make distinctions in terms of trying to understand how these types show up, and I, I think we're doing you know a lot of good work on that front. But still, it's there's no. It's also kind of really difficult to describe a type structure in a way that someone could read it and walk away with a clear idea that whether or not they're that awesome. type. And I I'm seeing this happen even with the podcast itself, where we have really good stuff about like object relations and people are still listening to that pod and still walking away thinking that they're <laughs> the wrong type. So it's like, it, yeah, that, it's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's a, a social thing that happens.
0: I think when people uh, I'm, I see a lot of people in the group that, you know, we type now and uh, people have a sort of like panic attack. Like, I mean, I was gonna, when I, you know, when I got my, six fix, and when I found out I was social I mean I originally thought I was social blind like you know whatever I had all kinds of this typing. and every time I that new piece of information was given to me and I started to accept it I mean it was like it's you you do have like an explosion like I couldn't sleep yeah. for a few days I mean it's, it's a lot it's like this big kind of thing is opening mm-hmm. up to you um and um that's normal and that's a big deal but I also do think yeah like people's initial reaction is this kind of like you know, maybe they were typed as a nine and they thought they were like, I don't know, a seven or something like that. And, and all of a sudden they're like, Oh God, like all of these perceptions I have about nine, that must be who I am. And that's how people see me now. And like, who am I? And these people looked at me and they didn't get me properly. They didn't see me properly. And Again, a lot of that is there is something there's a, there's some truth to that where you are kind of expanding your mind a little bit about how some people might perceive you, but it is still just like a lot of bias about like what you have not changed. Like just because somebody slapped a new number on you doesn't mean that like your entire personality is suddenly different and all the interactions that you've had up to now in your life have been contrived, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, that's an interesting, uh, like I mentioned in the last part, just hexad versus attachment response to typing. Whereas I think uh, hexap types can still freak out in their own way, but there's kind of a sense of separation between like this this perception or this number is a way that I can try it on and and it's not going to change me. Whereas attachment types do take it on very personally that this typing is something that I'm I'm stained and marked with, <laughs> which
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> which yeah, is fucking yeah. wild to think about. But still, <laughs> uh, like they have to. The typing is like. Um, they've been branded and, and now they have to contend with that. But yeah, it's interesting uh, to watch that play out.
1: They've been violated and we're doing something to them. them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's a whole thing, just regardless of whether a typing is correct. um, If you think you might be a certain type, but there is a process of one getting a deeper sense of the material and looking for more accurate understanding of the material. And then, trying to impartially observe yourself and either by doing that on your own, but also trying to get feedback from people to try to get an idea of aspects of yourself that you hadn't seen before and trying to put those two things together to see if, oh, this is, you know, try on a new perspective. And I I think that's a big aspect of this is you're not going to accurately type yourself if you're not open to like, just destroying some old perspectives and trying something on new you don't have to accept it but you have to just be open to like let me just try on what it's like to be a seven yeah try it on
0: exactly just and pretend just, it's true and see how it goes yeah
2: because i mean that's literally how i uh, my own process of figuring out my type is i've tried on every single type i mean everyone that seemed reasonable enough a reasonable possibility I just tried them on, like, you know, in terms of my head fix, I tried them all the fixes. Like I tried to see how, and I pushed into that possibility, um, like almost like arguing for it until it fell apart. And, you know, if you do that thoroughly enough, I mean, that's kind of getting to the um, the next topic, which is talking about how to type other people. That's kind of how, you know, what you have to do to be thorough is you have to look at all the possibilities, like, oh, well, could this be a six fix? Could this be... A five fix if that this person's social, you know, just you have to kind of eliminate the possibilities and you have to push into them. And that means you have to kind of try on a possibility that realizing that you could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Anything else on validating typings or people's grappling with typings that they've received, anything like that?
1: I mean, there's the problem of how do we know, nonetheless, given everything we've said? that
2: we're right <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yeah that's a question that keeps coming up people always yes. ask so how do you uh i know you know we were asked this on when we were on uh the no small idiots pod they asked us about, <laughs> they asked us about how we knew <laughs> we were right <laughs> yeah and i think what i i think at the time i referenced the fact that typing is a skill and you can know a lot about the enneagram And totally suck at being able to recognize a type as it's happening in a real person i got into the enneagram doing that and that was my way of learning the enneagram and there are people that are extremely knowledgeable about the enneagram but either they've mistyped themselves or they continue to they mistype others because it's a skill it's a language you have to learn being able to spot these types uh as they're happening and i think one of the things that stand out Stands out about us is that we've been transparent about the practice of typing, so that anyone, if you're into the enneagram, you can you can practice this thing. You can see that types are real and they're happening in real time, and there are these type distinctions that are showing up. And so it's like, how do we know that we're right? We know that we're right because there we are basing our typings. I mean, at least we know that we're pretty accurate. Let me. We can't say that we're right all the time, but we know that we're pretty accurate because we're basing these observations and these typings based on observable type distinctions. Like you have to be able to see the type at work. So it's all I can say is that I don't know this person, but I can observe that they're in this center based on these observations. And then of course, you know, on Enneagram type, there's multiple ways to triangulate on that type. So it's like a six is a head type. It's a reactive type. It's also a superego type. So if you're going to say that someone is a six, then you should be able to see all those facets playing out in multiple different ways. And then it's a skill of how do you do that? And so, you know, how do we know we're right? Is because we've been practicing this for a very long time and then we can actually demonstrate how we came about that typing and you can then debate on whether or not you think that's correct or not.
1: Another piece is, um, at least having the sense that we're right is partly us, the three of us individually working our specific center and, you know, having resonance with a given typing for a certain person or not based on, for example, me and Emica as body types and Joseph as Heart type. You know what I mean? So you're we're using our centers uh for what they already do and what they how they sense reality and people and impressions and you know finding again sort of resonance or where something rings true.
2: Mm -hmm. It's also that if you're trying to type someone, you have to you have to start with your own biases. So I mean me as a body type, I, I have a sense for other body types in a certain way. And I have like negative or I have reactions to all the types in, in specific ways. And some types provoke me more than others. And so that's a tool, a recognition of something uh, to recognize your own biases and see, you know, I'm always getting provoked by this certain type here. And if you can all feel into that, then you might be able to spot that type quickly.
1: Yes. Yep. Use your hatred.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's
0: a thing I think also, you know, how do we know that we're right? And um, that is speaking to, I, w- I want to speak to like six fixers and, and that's including me. Um But there's a sense with, with six that's like, how do we ever really know anything guys? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> how can I like, you, you know, in order to know something, you have to trust that it's the truth. And that's, that pretty much breaks that whole like head center type wide open. And, and that's a problem. Right. And so sixes um, or just six fixers in general have this way of like, kind of again, like oscillating between like, I have to like, like nothing is true. It's either, you're either gonna pre- be like, oh, it's just a belief. It's not the truth. Or it's the whole truth. Cause I'm counterphobically pushing into it. Or I, I don't trust anything and kind of, you know, and I think I'm trusting the wrong thing because you don't trust it. So there's, there's a lot of kind of like mind games that happen inside the sixth type structure. And when we're talking about something like this it is again, I'm hoping our typing videos are going to validate this as much as possible, but like, I'm never going to be able to just kind of say, you know, this is wood you know, we can, you can see that it's wood. You can feel that it's wood. It's, 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 it's never going to be that scientific. It always is going to be somewhat intuitive and impressionistic, but we're trying to invite people to find that inner truth themselves Mm -hmm. by, by like experiencing what we're experiencing in their own way. And that's really the only thing you can do here. You could go on forever doubting and questioning whether you're correct.
2: Um, but that's not really going to help you. Yes. One of the things that I liked about what we've been doing is just inviting people to play this game, inviting people to play this Mm -hmm. this typing game of observing Enneagram types as they emerge in real time, because I can't give you my map like there's an inner map that I've built to understand and recognize types. that is based on my own bullshit. It's based on you know me, my type, my own biases and all that kind of stuff. But you're gonna have your own subjective experience of these types. But if you can wrap your head around the idea that these types exist, as ex- distinct manifestations that show up in 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 real people, even despite the different variations and how people might be showing that, then it becomes this, this game that you can always like watch people and uh try to figure out how you can see these type structures playing out. And one thing I wanna say that is interesting um, because the the three of us are pretty um, obnoxious in our own little ways and, and we think for ourselves. So getting on the same page about anything yeah. Means that we're probably seeing the same thing. I'm now <laughs> yeah, exactly that's true. Yes, that's like, it. So maybe some uh, different typing groups of people who, who might be more attachment types might have to do it separately, but for us, we type um, together because generally we're not going to get on the same page unless we're we're all kind of seeing the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yep. And and that's one of my like my little like typing rules for myself. And I think you know each of us on our own we have probably a high level of accuracy, but it's like, no, it's so biased. And we each have our own perspective that I I don't think typing is something you should ever, if you really want to do it seriously, it really isn't something that you should like do by yourself. The more people kind of weigh in, you know what I mean? Like if, yeah, the three of us, and it's always like, we all have to look at this. We all have to agree and we have to, and sometimes it's, it's, we're all seeing the same thing. And other times it's like, we're debating shit for days, like just ripping it apart, yeah. trying to figure it out. And then we get it. But when we get it, it's like, okay, this is it. And we have we have we have destroyed it. And and it's three minds, pretty independent minds kind of coming together and being like, Okay, you know, we're yeah, we're seeing the same thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, like for 20 or 30 years, I thought I was, you know, the badass typer, right? But um, but th- but when the three of us got together. And I kind of realized, well, just the dumb thing of social last thing of, wow, working together with people actually does <laughs> something. But um, but yeah, the degree of accuracy now is like exponentially better because of, of how wildly different the three of us are.
2: Yeah, because we all make mistakes. And to see that someone else caught something that you didn't see yeah. and it, it is accurate is like just a constant reminder that. I mean, I'm pretty accurate on my own, but there's just, it's just impossible for one person yeah. to just yeah. see all the angles and you're always going to miss something. So, you know, it's been really cool to see that how many times we catch mistakes, even within our own process of like, we thought it was this. And then somebody comes up and say, Hey, we need to, you know, look at this angle again and boom, it's yes. you know actually something else. Um, and to be able to do that thoroughly to see like, yeah, this is why we, we think, We're right, is one. It is work. Yeah. It is something you have to work at. It's not something you can just, you have to study, you have to check multiple angles. And we've got a team of people doing this. So it's sometimes people who say, you know, how can you be typing people? They're not actually investing the effort to actually try to be accurate because it is hard to do.
0: Not only do we all have different perspectives, but like I think we all just like do it in a different way and we have our own biases and like constantly check each other. Like I know my bias is like, speed like i just because you know i don't want to talk about another system but like in in a cognitive type or whatever i'm always like i'm an se dom so i do everything really like i've taken a lot of information really quickly and it just kind of goes in and comes out and so i'm just like oh i see something and i'm done mm-hmm. and you're like no like
1: yeah <laughs> you looked at this for yeah.
0: two fucking seconds and then i'm like oh yeah and you know so there's there's all kinds of um Different ways that we, um, you know, and for anybody that's like, I want to get good at typing, you know, even people who are like trying to guess the ones that we're posting now and they're like, you know, maybe down on themselves for not getting them 100%. But like, you know, we get them 100% because we constantly push at each other.
2: Yes. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are going to be listening to this who, who, and I've been approached by several people who want to get better at typing. And um, so, you know, what are some tips... On mm-hmm. people who want to improve as typers. I mean, I'll start by just saying this is how I got into the Enneagram. This was this was my main curiosity. I wanted to be a typing badass. And I became one because I was obsessive about this thing. And that's the first thing. If you actually want to be to get better, then you will. And because you'll take it seriously, which means when I say taking it seriously, if you catch yourself making a mistake, taking it seriously means. I have to figure out why I'm making this mistake because if yeah. you're not seeing the type correctly, once mm-hmm. you're going to see it incorrect. you know, you're going to keep making that mistake over and over again. Yeah. So getting better at typing is taking it seriously. Like if you make a mistake and you realize you make a mistake, how do you know you make the mistake? It's Like, well, asking yourself the question is like, how can I accurately see this type and then go, just start the process of trying to type. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna realize, oh, I was wrong about this type. Well, if I got that wrong, then what does that mean about how I'm seeing every other nine that I, you know, made that same Mm -hmm. mistake? And so, just that process—it's never ending. And um, if you can start it, then there are all these resources that we have available. I mean, we have a a database list of celebrities that we've typed, and that—that is a huge learning tool in itself because I've spent many weekends in my life that I enjoyed thoroughly of just watching interviews and coming up with my own hypotheses of what I was seeing. And so you can sort of test yourself that way. So it's really comes down to if you want to get good at typing, you can, but I mean, there's certain ways that you can exponentially get better. And I think taking your mistakes seriously is one of them.
0: In any like academic community, for example, like any, any community where people are kind of like studying things, any things and presenting those things, those ideas. Um, you have to get used to people just like ripping your shit apart. Like, you know what I mean? You, you're like, I have this idea and people are like, that's garbage. And this is why, and they're just ripping it apart. Um, and, you know, that's what we do to each other, which is why we're good. Because it's it's really important. Like, you know what I mean? Like the amount of times that one of us is like come in with a typing and it's just been like, like the other two are like, what the fuck are you seeing? <laughs> um, and, and it's really, and, and that's, it's sort of like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it like, it like, Hurts your your like ego because you're like wait like I I thought I was good I I thought I I had this vision from from the heavens that like I could but it's um it's yeah like you said it's it's like if you get something wrong it's because you have a bias so it's just about and bias the problem is biases never end like they they keep coming up like new ones pop up so you just constantly have to be like it's like you said you are going to get them wrong and that's Mm -hmm. totally fine and just let other people if somebody else is seeing something that you aren't seeing. When I'm editing these videos that we're making, for example, and, and we start kind of like debating on their wings and things like that, like I'm keeping all of that in because I want people to see like the process, that it yes. wasn't just this thing where we like, we saw David Goggins and it was all crystallized right from the start. It's like, no, we, no. we push at each other and, and that's that's part of how this, this, this thing kind of builds itself up.
1: What, one way to say it is um it's really important to be wrong a bunch of times yes see that you're wrong that's a that's an amazing tool
2: yes typing is a process of observing and seeing. okay this is what i see is happening and then you keep observing and you make adjustments so it's not to say that if i think this type is this person is this type that I might not end up seeing something that completely not only changes that typing, but changes my perspective on what I thought that typing meant. So there has been this never ending process of learning the Enneagram and learning how that type uh, manifests and just getting more accurate in how I'm observing it. And sometimes that might lead to refining a a previous typing. It's not gonna be that far off, but you're gonna get a little bit more sharp as to what you're seeing, you know, so like we got to know Joseph over a period of time and it became pretty obvious that he had six and one fixes. In it. And it's like once you started pushing into that, it's like, oh, shit, that's been there the whole time. Oh, um, God, it's like so obvious now,
0: like it's ridiculous that I thought it was anything else. But I did not want to see this super ego garbage, you know?
2: Yeah. And, and so, yeah, there's an there's an element of if you want to get good at typing, you have to get used to this constant refinement of yeah. you know, what you think a type is, and it's continual learning uh, and refinement and getting sharper. Uh, and that means you just practice and, and sort of like learning a language. This is a practice. And and the reason we're good is just like, we never stop doing this. And that's why, why we built a business around is it. like, where I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. I just, yeah. you the know, yeah. right. Okay. So we've talked about uh, self typing and some of the roadblocks there and tips on validating and typing and you know, typing other people. For those people who are interested in, in how to type other people and typing celebrities and things like that, you know, like I said earlier, uh, we have a, a typing series. You can watch some of those videos on YouTube where we spend an hour uh, typing a celebrity, and um, you can you can get a look into the process of how to type somebody. But hopefully, this pod kind of gave people some insights as to typing and, and some of the roadblocks and uh that might get in the way and some tips and tricks that have helped us along the way uh go to any if you want to get a typing from us and uh yeah
0: stay humble stay humble with your stay typing humble. and
2: stay humble with your mistakes
0: um you know even though we all seem like assholes um it's it's intellectual humility it's like okay mm-hmm. you know when you're wrong you just have to keep learning
2: mm-hmm. yeah and so people who've asked us, how do we know we're right? We, we know we're right because we fucking cut our teeth at yeah. r- recognizing how many times we've been wrong. And just like you ask like, a basketball player, how do you know you're going to make this three-point shot? Yeah, I've taken 5,000 yeah. three-point shots. And so I know pretty confidently that I'm gonna, I know how to make the shot. So it's like the only reason I know that, I, that we're good at typing is because we have made far more mistakes than anyone else has made attempts. That's mm-hmm, why we're good. Exactly.
1: I think it is hard for people to integrate the two things of the humility we were just talking about and the certainty.
2: Mm-hmm. That one's pretty
1: tough. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think people realize what goes into a typing and how many times you kind of have to throw it around and look yeah. at it from different angles and eventually give up on, on, on an initial idea that you had to get somewhere accurate. I'm
0: going to go. I'll see you guys on that. I
2: think okay. All right. Talk to you. Yeah. Later. Later. Later.
0: Later. Later. Imagination
1: I push up through the
0: stems of flowers And step out onto lawns I'm newly frozen rains Cracking under pores I am imagination Though not whether it is a lawn Or a universe I am
2: crossing Some vision of this planet Might come and go While you put it towards this wonder First creature seeing